0: Fordham University is providing an opportunity for almost anyone interested in starting a business to get a leg up. Good morning. I'm Robin Shannon, and this is Fordham Conversations. Today, I'm joined by members of the Fordham Foundry. We're discussing how this entrepreneurial hub provides support for startup businesses and offers a chance to win prize money in a Shark Tank-like business pitch challenge. So let's go around and tell me your name and what you do at the Fordham Foundry. Hi,
1: I'm Al Bartosik. I'm the executive director of the Fordham Foundry.
2: I'm Milton Susberg. I'm the director of the Foundry, and I also teach the Foundry course.
3: Hi, I'm Amy Jung, and I'm an entrepreneur in residence here at the Foundry.
0: And we'll be joined a little later by Sean Johnson, who is also a resident entrepreneur. So can we start with how the Foundry came about?
2: Uh, The Foundry was the idea of the Dean of the Gabelli School of Business to give students who are interested in pursuing their own startups a community space and to receive mentorship and get resources from faculty.
0: And what's the goal of the Fordham Foundry ultimately?
1: The goal of the Fordham Foundry is to really promote entrepreneurship in all of its forms throughout the Fordham community, uh, both to its undergraduates, graduate student, and alumni network.
0: So if you are maybe doing a commercial for the Fordham Foundry, what would that sound like?
1: The Fordham Foundry is Fordham's entrepreneurial hub. We provide a range of programming on a monthly, weekly, and annual basis to allow students to create, build, and grow their businesses and take them as far as they can.
0: And what's that programming consist of?
3: We have um, on Wednesdays and Thursdays a pizza roundtable, which are some weekly meetings. We've got one-off monthly meetings of events outside. Um, bringing in some of the bigger community members. And outside
0: of, you mean outside of Fordham University?
3: Outside of Fordham University. Okay. And then we have also our annual uh, pitch challenge. And I do
0: want to get into the pitch challenge a little bit, but first I want to hear a little bit more about the foundry. So what type of support structure does your organization provide for these new businesses? Uh,
2: We have a full line of mentors that are usually Fordham alumni in specific subject areas that they can take advantage of. And lastly, we have an existing class and excitingly creating a new class so that if somebody does not have an idea but wants to work in the startup field, they can come to the Foundry and take a course and then serve as interns for an existing startup. And what we're excited about is... Uh, this fall, we're going to have a course at the Foundry where students who have ideas can actually get credit um, a three credit course that they'll work as a cohort, which I think will be very encouraging to all startup people because it can be very lonely. And they'll receive um, instruction on basic topics of entrepreneurship. So, again, Uh, The educational component is those that are interested in startups without an idea work as interns, and now students with ideas can get credit for working on them.
0: Okay, so let's say there is a Fordham student, let's just call her Robin, and she has an idea for a new kind of blanket, let's say. What are the first steps this new emerging business person would need to do to get involved with the Fordham Foundry? Who wants to help this poor student get her business off the ground?
1: Well, the first thing she just has to do is show up. There's no sort of application or or entry uh, criteria to come to the Foundry. It is open to, again, any and all students, including Robin. So um, when when Robin came, what we'd really do is we'd try to explore with her uh, three basic questions, which is, what's the problem that you're trying to solve, or what's the market opportunity here? Um, How is the problem currently being solved, or what are the competitors that are already on the market for your blanket? And then three, why is your blanket different, better, and innovative? And and to think about and explore those questions, and that's really going to kind of help shape them uh, with their thinking about marketing, their thinking about sales, their thinking about production. And then as we go further into the, the business development, trying to figure out the current buzzword is MVP or minimum viable product – or how to create a prototype blanket, how to test that in the market, how to get feedback about the about the product or the service, and then go in and see if you can actually, as I like to call it, make the cash register ring. Right. So, so how to help Robin sell that blanket?
0: Now, let's back it up. But you said she has to show up. This wonderful, beautiful, she's going to make millions. Um, with, her, with her blanket. That's what they all say. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she's showing up to where? Where exactly are you? There's, you know, Fordham has a couple of locations. So where's exactly does this robin need to show up to make her millions
1: so the foundry is everywhere and anywhere uh so so physically in the bronx we're at 557 east fordham road uh, on the second floor right across the street from white castle for those of you who know the area and we're down at lincoln center every thursday and we are in the the 140 building on west 62nd street there up on the second floor but we're available by email, by Google Hangout, by Skype, by whatever methodology people choose to to contact us. In fact, right now we're carrying on a dialogue with two students that are spending their semester abroad in Dublin, and we're working with them on a healthcare application just on a remote basis, and, and that's working as well
0: too. Oh wow! So I want to get into some of uh, the successes that you have, but New York is filled with you know people with business ideas. So how do you determine who to work with? Who's best to work with?
3: Yeah, essentially we start with um, someone who comes in with an idea. I think some of the exciting parts about the foundry is accessibility. So if you have just an, a sprouting idea that you kind of thought about on the on the couch, um, you know, we welcome you to start the conversation because it's really more about having you on the road to entrepreneurship. And then if you have something that you have raised funding, but you're actually looking for more mentors or resources or ways to connect to the community within. For as well, so there's several layers, and we encourage. Everyone from current students, alum, community members who want to be mentors, want to provide additional company funding, all these are opportunities to engage with Fordham Foundry. Right. And, and
1: on the mentorship side, uh, anybody can get involved. You, you don't have to be Bill Gates. You don't have to be Mark Zuckerberg. You, you can just be somebody uh, that's building a small business, somebody that is connected with or would like to be connected with the Fordham community. And if you reach out to us, we can have a conversation with you and see where we can best use your talents and skills.
0: Amy mentioned the Pitch Challenge or Pitch Competition. Robin, this entrepreneur, has this blanket idea. Yes. She's now part of the Fordham Foundry, and she wants to be part of this Pitch Challenge. Right. What exactly is that?
2: It's a competition where students, alumni, um, present to a panel of judges. We have cash prizes, um, and the process is fairly rigorous. It's not, okay, let me just... Extemporaneously, tell you about my giant idea and hope to win some money. Um, there are three different sessions that students uh, come to, where they sit at the Foundry with our entrepreneurs and residents, our faculty, fellow students, which is very important, and they present their idea with the goal of explaining it in. Three minutes, approximately three minutes, and they get feedback from each session. There's also a requirement that they attend a legal clinic Mm -hmm. to teach them um, how to protect themselves. So what is the very first thing she would have to do? Well, we will get uh, Robin's name on an email or Mm -hmm. we'll communicate to her, and then she needed to sign up for it. And then go through session one. You know, then there's session two and three. And as I mentioned, um, the law clinic. And then if she has a social um, idea, we have faculty that can, in a uh, fifth session, um, help develop uh, the social sustainability concept
0: of it. So she's going through these sessions and in each session she's learning a little bit more about how to develop her idea for this blanket and how to sell it and, and how to protect herself. So each session is helping her learn a little bit more about the business side. Right. There'll be
2: more and more questions that will get asked as Robin develops her idea further.
1: So in the real world, Robin and her blanket, you know, Robin's going to probably have about three minutes to pitch her blanket idea to whether she's trying to sell it to somebody, whether she's trying to raise funds for it. She's got to succinctly be able to communicate what the core aspects of her business are and why somebody should be excited either about investing in her blanket business or helping her sell her blankets or buying her blankets uh, outright as, as a consumer. So really the goal is Robin comes in with her idea, and as she walks through the process, by the time we get to our pitch competition, which will be on on Sunday, the 8th of April, she will be able to, in three minutes, stand up and be able to pitch effectively around Robin's blanket business.
0: So uh, during the pitch challenge, there are two categories. One is the idea stage and the seed stage. So what's the difference between those two?
1: So, so actually in true entrepreneurial fashion, that just changed this week. Uh, so as, as we've been talking about this. So what we found is that the majority of the students this year really have idea stage companies. So we've melded the entire pitch challenge together. There'll be $20,000 in total prize money with first place prize being $10,000. And it really will be primarily about ideas that students have. So, The seed and growth stage um, that we had envisioned were really more for students that had more established businesses. But this year's pitch challenge, what we have is most students who have thought about their blanket business but haven't really taken it to the next stage.
0: Now, you've named um, a few people, the two students who are in Dublin working on their business. Name some successful businesses that have come through the Foundry. Can you guys tell me what types of businesses have been successful coming through the Foundry?
1: So Brevite comes to mind, if you want to talk about that one for a minute, Milton, because you were really involved with them.
0: Brevite? Is that how you say it? What is that?
2: Um, Brevite is a uh, backpack company, a student named Brandon Kim, who was a philosophy major. The foundry is for the whole university. He developed a concept for a backpack while in school. He did a Kickstarter campaign, and it was successful enough to fund his first level of inventory. He is pursuing his master's degree at Rhode Island School of Design right now, and his brothers are running the company. Um, He's at his third level of product, third inventory iteration of it, and literally yesterday he asked us, do we have some interns that could help him? Um, So he's in his second year of, of operating the business that literally was launched at the foundry his senior year at... Fordham College.
0: What makes his backpack different?
2: Brandon is interested in photography, and he figured out a a way to build a panel uh, that would be inserted into a backpack where he could put his camera and his lenses that would be protected, and so that he could go out, and this became his camera case, so to speak, uh, living in the Bronx at the time when he was finished with his photography sessions, he would unzip the panel that held uh, the parts of his camera and lightened his backpack and then used it for other purposes.
0: And him saying that he's looking for interns means the business is growing in a positive direction. Yes, his
2: two brothers are actually running the business in the city, and he's looking to the foundry. Uh, You know, can we get some more young Fordham students to come help me?
0: I guess in a way he's giving back, too, because, you know, he started with the foundry, so... I think that's he certainly is. This is Fordham Conversations on 90.7 WFUV. I'm Robin Shannon talking with members of the Fordham Foundry, an entrepreneurial hub that provides support for startup businesses. They also have a Shark Tank like challenge that lets new startups pitch their business and social enterprise ideas to an accomplished panel of judges and possibly win prize money. And we've just been joined by Sean Johnson. Sean is the resident entrepreneur. Uh, and, Sean, we were talking about pitching. So how would someone prepare for a pitch session for their product?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so first off, uh, I'd like to say it's so good to be here, and I'm glad that we had the opportunity to share our work at the Foundry. Uh, so being the resident entrepreneur, Uh, what i do is i bring a lot of my experience from the startup ecosystem directly to our students and alumni and help them embark on their entrepreneurial journeys one of the things that ties in directly with that is the pitch challenge and what i find is that preparing for a pitch getting the chutzpah to get on stage and deliver it helps you clarify your thought get into the mindset of an entrepreneur and also dip your toe in the waters of whether this is for me, how would I actually get a clear roadmap of what I would be doing in order to pursue my business?
0: So the, this person we've been talking about is Robin who wants to start a blanket business. So her pitch is, hi, I want to sell you my blanket. How would you help her with that pitch?
4: <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, you know, blanket sell, everyone's got to stay warm. <laughs> you know, we we might start with why, you know, why blankets, Uh, What do you actually know that ties into your specific uh, desire about this business? And then we can start to pull back and and make the the market from there. So with regard to the market, you know, one of the questions is, you know, how big is this? And, you know, there's a couple of ways of measuring that from, you know, bottom Mm -hmm. down or top up. Uh, So, you know, of all the people that need blankets, how many are them? Uh, What is your competition? Uh, how many folks are already buying certain blankets, and you know how you might differentiate yourself? so you know I think that is uh, more of the externalities around what pursuing a blanket business might be, but then how you actually start to package that into a pitch and deliver it. Uh, we've got a lot of services at the foundry to help people prepare exactly for that. So with regards to the pitch competition, we actually have a series of methodological steps to help them refine it prepare it in a deck, deliver it, and ultimately have success on April 8th.
0: You touched on a bit about personality, right? So is there a particular personality that better suits an entrepreneur than maybe another one? Let's say somebody's shy or quiet. Does that influence or affect how good a business person they are?
4: I don't believe that. Uh, I think that entrepreneurship comes in all shapes and sizes, ages, race, color, creed. Uh, But it's important to know yourself and the role that you might play as the entrepreneur on the team. So, you know, while in the Western sense we may have this idea that you have to be brash and this take-charge person that's always willing to speak first in the room, but the, the quiet introverts actually do think about strategy and design, and they can deliver more elegant solutions that many folks that live in Brooklyn, the hipsters, tend to care and love uh, more than just your, your hard-selling CEO.
0: So what unique challenges, and this is for anybody, what unique challenges, um, we know that New York City is a, uh, a place that's full of go-getters and people who are aggressive. What kind of unique challenges do entrepreneurs in New York City face that they might not face somewhere else?
3: I think we just had this yesterday. Housing is always a really big um, sublet. Housing, finding, allotting time, I think, time, housing, and transportation. If those are kind of the three themes you always see. How can we reduce time? How can we have a more efficient transportation system? How do we um, solve some housing (laughs) uh, solutions?
0: So if someone wants to look at a business idea but doesn't have one, these are three areas they might (laughs) be able to start in?
3: They're, yeah, they're very complex, and I think no one has solved a lot of these yet, so, like, jump in. There's there's tons of people working on it, but everyone's just trying to get a chip.
1: And, and the benefit, I think, uh, uh, to flip the question around, New York City's entrepreneurial ecosystem is fairly rich, so... Uh, even in these days of sort of asynchronous communication and email and all the other tools, there's no substitute for people being in a room bouncing ideas off of each other, and I think that New York City um, has that just in total abundance. I think that New York City and Fordham being in New York is actually very, very useful for students looking to start up businesses just because you find a lot of like-minded people that are all trying to change their little corner of the world and ideas are, are better served as you explore them more, articulate them, have people beat them up a little bit, and that makes you a better, stronger, clearer thinker. Um, to, to go back to what Sean was saying for just one second mm-hmm. and, and the question you were asking us about, uh what kind of personality type I think the most important thing I've seen over the course of time is it's really important to know what you don't know and so if you're a loud brash CEO and you're a sales guy that's great but you need to realize that well maybe I don't know a lot about design and strategy and production and I've got to let somebody else do that driving and on the flip side if you're somebody that's really technically oriented and you're you can solve the problem in a brilliant elegant way What you probably need is somebody to figure out how to help you take that solution to market.
0: I also want to ask you guys a little bit about business in general. So what method does the Fordham Foundry use to try to attract young people who are interested in in business?
4: Yeah, So I, I think that storytelling is really important. So whether it's in the, the context of them being the protagonist and, hey, wh- what would this mean for you? In university settings, I think a lot of entrepreneurship tends to stem from this idea of, like, be your own boss, uh, or at least that's where, you know, some of the nascent uh, journeys of entrepreneurship, that's kind of how our students start to think about it. But then it's about evolving that story. And then thinking, you know, does wealth creation look like? What is impact on a, a way that might not be quantified with the dollar signs start to look like? Uh, what have certain alum done and how did they get from your shoes into the roles that they are today? And through, through that, I think that we can attract a, a lot more by getting them really enthralled with the narrative and what it might mean if they were to be the, the star of that story.
0: And what sets the Fordham Foundry apart from other business incubators? I'm going to jump
3: in because I'm kind of the newest member here, and I've been kind of doing a lot of outside, inside jobs looking in. But um, the Foundry started because of Fordham's commitment to businesses with also good values. And so we recently had a roundtable where we kind of asked, like, why do you want to be an entrepreneurship? Why do you have this idea? And a lot of the ideas come inherently from a really good root of wanting to have impact, to drive change, to really support one another. So we've got anything from like health care to really thinking about how can we make finance um, more socially active, things like that. And and so that's, from my perspective, what my favorite thing about Fordham is really, I think, under. Um, sold on that. End. It's
0: funny that you say that I was talking to someone at another university who's a business major. And this young person was telling me that their idea of business is like crushing the competition. And I think it's interesting that Fordham is focused more on like the social consciousness of having a business is that seem to be something that runs along the business ideas of entrepreneurs who are part of the Fordham foundry? Is that something you guys push?
3: I mean, I think in the pitch competition, we have the triple bottom line option and the social impact, and it's not necessarily w- what we push that you have to, but I think it's an option that actually everyone tries to tie into their work, and I think that actually goes back to Fordham as a school <coughs> and what they believe in, and I see that in all of the students.
0: So no one's come up and said, you know, I want to crush the competition. How do I do that? How do I, you know, be on top above everybody? And if they did, what would you say?
3: I mean, they're definitely like, are. It would be fine. <laughs> yeah. It
0: would be fine. Okay. It depends
2: what the student wants to do.
3: Okay.
1: And, and any business needs to compete, right? So it's, it's not as though that you can just say, oh, we're all going to, you know, live happily together in the, you know, sort of in, in the, the area that we're competing in because, it, you know, your blanket business, there, there's a thousand other blankets out there that people could buy, right? And, and so I think that the, the difference there is, is not necessarily around crushing the competition. But distinguishing and defining what you're offering is. And if there's if that resonates enough with customers, then, then you're going to have a successful business. And you can do that in sort of a way that, like Amy said, is, uh, you know, ties back to Fordham's, uh, I, I think, ethical roots and, and, and sort of its Jesuit philosophies and traditions. And I don't think that we're necessarily explicit about that. But I think that's kind of baked into the DNA of the university.
0: Some more healthy competition. Yeah. So, Amy, you touched on other events that the Fordham Foundry has. Um, You want to delve into the events that the Fordham Foundry has for some of our young, aspiring business folks?
3: Absolutely. So we've had two events now for this semester coming up. Um, We had one on Food Founders, which was really interesting, and we, we brought in a lot of different Um, founder Fordham alums, actually. And this is actually a great way for Fordham alums to get engaged. If you're listening and you're out there and you say, well, I'm a Fordham alum, too, um, reach out to us. What we love is a lot of the Fordham alums go, oh, I'm a Fordham alum, too, and and then starts that engagement and community back.
0: Can we take it back to the food? That's a favorite um, (laughs) issue of mine. So what happened during (laughs) this? What happened at this food event? What what happened? Yeah,
3: I mean, Sean, this is his big event, so you want to talk about that?
0: Yeah, so and then it, talk about how I can get tickets. Go ahead. <laughs> Free food.
4: So the Food Founder event was one of our first uh, monthly programming to kick off 2018. And what we did was we wrapped a evening around entrepreneurship at the intersection of the Epicurean experience using uh, these Fordham alum that are starting businesses in this space. So we had the venue set off campus just at Bryan Park in a really innovative, clean co-working space called Spark Labs. And the panelists consisted of four individuals, one running a venture-backed business that was providing logistical services to bodegas using technology. Mm. Uh, The other one was actually a Chicago pizzeria set in the village, uh, additionally, we had a generationally owned family business that provided uh, meat and meat packing uh, all throughout the east coast and then finally, we had a Fordham alum turned culinary trained chef that 's now starting a catering business. Directly at startups, so this was a really, really great event. We brought out alum students uh, and actually set a uh, an opportunity for them to come and intermingle with each other, because you know often I, I find that you know, if you're an alum, you don't want to be around students. If you're students, who are these adults in the room? But it was a very lighthearted, informative opportunity for them all. So you had
0: this panel and people who are there were able to ask questions about the food industry or just business in general or what?
4: Precisely. So it it covered the food industry. And, you know, as you notice, uh, just the panelists, they cover a lot of diversity across that space, but also just entrepreneurship in general. What gave you the the courage to start this? What were the challenges? How would you seek funding or stay alive. What's it like today?
1: One, one, one of the panelists actually used, um, rented out his house on Airbnb to be able to fund part of his startup. So the, just in terms of getting creative and going back to how many different ways are to the fund a startup, that, that's just another one that was completely off the wall, but it worked for him. So it was great.
0: And are there other events that you guys had that you really want yeah, to get people so involved there, with?
4: There's a, a couple that we have already had, So other events that we've held, uh, so as I mentioned, it being a monthly series, uh, the last month in February, uh, it being Black History Month, the next month being Women's History Month, uh, we decided to look across inclusion and entrepreneurship in the widest sense possible. So we held another off-campus event at WeWork on 57th Street, where we had members of the LGBTQIA community, African-Americans, women, Latina, et cetera, et cetera, All that are running businesses have been down the path of entrepreneurship and can understand the struggles, not only from the unique sense that may set some folks in the majority off, but just actually making even the conversation more inclusive so that we can understand the struggles. But then also the opportunities if we set a more inclusive entrepreneurial environment, how we can all win.
0: And I want to ask, um, and this goes out to everybody, what do you hope the future of the Fordham Foundry holds?
1: We hope to see ourselves, I think, as promoting entrepreneurship and entrepreneurial values, which include... Uh, experimentation, grit, resilience, all the characteristics that really go into making a successful startup available to the wider Fordham community. One of our biggest issues, and we really appreciate the time with you this morning, uh, is getting the community to know that we exist. Uh, We just did a recent survey university-wide, and what we found was that more people didn't know about us than did. Uh, So so the extent that we get the word out there and, and we have people understand that we're an approachable place where you don't have to have the next brilliant business idea, but you just have to come if you're curious and want to learn more about how to participate in the, the startup and, and entrepreneurial community, we're here to help.
2: And I also wanted to add that entrepreneurial thinking is not just limited to startups. One of the other things we hope the Foundry will do in the future is teach entrepreneurial thinking to to everyone, not just those that are interested in startups. As resources become less plentiful people will have to learn how to evaluate opportunities and to seek action with less and there's a way to approach it and that's what the foundry helps to do.
3: Yeah, I want to jump on to what Sean was saying for the Namely Tour. There's an opportunity there for p- members outside our community who have companies and have internships. A lot of our students look for internships, jobs, anything, and the chance to go and on these field trips to actually see and, and ask about the culture and the team. Those are always great opportunities to engage. So that's what we would ask is if you're interested, you want to be engaged, come on by. And Sean?
4: Yeah, I'd add on to that. Uh, So I guess my final word would be just come. (laughs) The Fordham Foundry is not a class. It's not a club. uh, It's not something you need to uh, find the right entry point in order to get involved. We've got so many opportunities, so many things going on because we are the hub for entrepreneurship at Fordham University. So, you know, come as you are. uh, There's no better time to start getting involved. So why not now?
0: And if our listeners want to find out more about the Fordham Foundry or the Pitch Challenge, how do they do that?
1: Probably the easiest way is to go to our website, which is FordhamFoundry.org. And that's where you'll find all the information. You can also follow us on Twitter at Fordham Foundry. We're on Facebook at Fordham Foundry. Or you can drop us an email at FordhamFoundry at Fordham.edu.
3: Instagram as well. That's right. Instagram (laughs)
1: as well.
0: I'd like to thank my guests to Al Bartosik, Milton Susberg, Sean Johnson, and Amy Jung. I'd also like to thank my producers, Patrick Russimano and Andrew Millman. You can like Fordham Conversations on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter and catch up on shows you've missed with our weekly podcast. For WFUV's Fordham Conversations, I'm Robin Shannon.